BBC Six Music. John Richardson. Hello, everybody. That was uh, Skeleton Boy by Friendly Fires. A bit of gold uh, ending Yare's show there. He tries to upstages every week, but we don't have it. Welcome aboard. It's John Richardson here for the next three hours on this wonderful day. A day when couples all across the nation are waking up with red wine hangovers, the rancorous, fetid stench of smoked salmon still in their mouths, kids that have been abandoned have to go and be picked up from grandma's house, and sing people wake up with a smile on their face have an extra shredded wheat and then go back to bed for a day of watching sport 1-0 6 music smiley songs for a Sunday a song from the world of comedy to begin and uh, if French be the language of love then <clears throat> why shouldn't I play a French one this is the man who uh, uh, heavily influenced Jake Thackeray who I am a big fan of so I thought we'd play some George Brassens, and in true romantic style, this is Le Gorille. Le Gorille pour George Brassens. Très bon et bienvenue sur leur content. The Happy Hour on Six Music. So it's happy hour until 11 o'clock now. I want uh, good stories, especially uh, yesterday, single people who copped off uh, on the day for couples. If you went out and you had a special day yesterday, uh, text 64046, email music at bbc.co.uk. Equally, if you've done anything good during the week that seems uh, inconsequential or small that usually wouldn't mention, this is the only hour of the week you're allowed to brag about good things you've done. Show off, expect to be uh, rightly lauded for the good deeds you've done we'll do this until 11 o'clock and don't go thinking the happiness ends there because then i'll be joined by the wonderful josie long we will be having a smashing time at 12 o'clock matt ford will be in it wouldn't be sunday lunchtime if Fordy didn't crash in today with uh, a smashing tale to tell of uh, a, a little valentine's day that Fordy and i went on on friday night um so get your good news good deeds coming in for the next hour we will play some jesus jones there we go that's walter's trip by frank and walters and before that it was right here right now by jesus Jones. Uh, we've got some early pace setters for good deeds. As usual, good deeds. None of them done without some backlash. Uh, a lot of them ending up in failure. Hello, John, says Steve Duffy. Uh, my good deed this week sadly ended in failure, but was a good deed nonetheless. I emailed my brother's idea to Dragon's Den. My brother Ed is an inventor and a school teacher, and his latest invention is a detachable car steering wheel that you fill with hot water from your tap or kettle every morning, and when you fit it back into your car, you therefore end up with a toast warm-fingered journey to work. Unfortunately, the producers of Dragon's Den didn't like the idea at all, and they wrote back a very patronising letter which said things like, you should be realistic about your ambitions, and only serious entries will be considered for this programme. Ed was furious with me. The invention was not actually one of his, it belonged to a student, and he awarded the piece a grade of C-. Ed's real invention is an unbreakable but biodegradable plastic bag. bag. <laughs> this idea is clearly genius, but now he can't send it to Dragon's Den because he thinks they will have kept a file on him which is clearly marked Time Waster. My surprise, it was supposed to coincide with Ed's 40th birthday celebration, which I was eventually excluded from. And that's from Steve Duffy. Unfortunate there. But um, this is a good deed that went rewarded. Uh, no acknowledgement at the time, so that's what this show is all about, acknowledging the deeds that you uh, didn't get thanked for at the time. Hello, John. I did a good deed this week by sitting through an hour-long breakfast in a B&B with the most boring bloke in the world. We were there, just two strangers from different parts of the country. Nothing eventful needed to happen. We just had to pass the time amicably, eat our breakfast, and then go our separate ways. But no, barely was I into my first sausage when he started to tell me about every car he had ever owned. 
Fiat's came up a lot. Fiat's were good because they had high pedals and he had short legs. These days, though, he drives a Citroen Berlingo. It's a domestic car, but with van specifications, perfect for transporting a mini flight simulator, for example. I desperately wanted to ask him to leave me alone, or worse, to tell him to just shut up. I came very close to deliberately trying to drown myself in the small pool of beans on my average plate of breakfast. I honestly believe that by letting this man talk at me for an hour out of nothing of interest, I should be considered for a knighthood. I don't know anyone else who would politely agree to total up a list of cars written onto a paper napkin for a complete stranger. If you're interested, there were 26 from Dirk Chester in Cambridge. So I don't think a knighthood is in the offing, but we will certainly doff our caps to you and happily dedicate uh, to you Jungle Drum by Emiliana Torini. That's the sort of song that you're going to want to try and sing along to yourself. And you'll be quite happy whispering it to yourself, but every now and again you're going to realise you're doing it a bit louder than you think. And it's the sort of thing that on the tube will get you noticed. Uh, and on that uh, note, we'll move on to clashing Valentine's Days. I was delighted to see on my journey in this morning a couple having a big fight with each other on the way up the stairs to the tube. Um, romance is really, it's had its day now. And I wonder if they measure the, the most unhappy day of the year, don't they? It's a Monday, it's just after Christmas, I think it's in January sometime. It's, it's the furthest from the longest day. I reckon you could do the same for romance and the least romantic day of the year. It's got to be this one. I tried to invent the little story for them. I imagine that he'd sort of booked the hotel and he'd done all that and he said but you know Sunday I'm watching the rugby and the football darling you know that and then she's kicked off and he, I told you what I was doing we've had a lovely day and now you've ruined it we had a lovely day we could get married oh don't start this again anyway it cheered me up um, enough of romance it's had enough of me and I'm sad trying to woo a partner who is a friend of mine is going badly any tips from Jasmine um, it's a dangerous topic isn't that trying to woo a friend it's really a gamble um, I don't know what the tip would be apart from just just to step back um, maybe it'll happen maybe it won't but oh, oh you're asking the wrong guy you're asking the wrong guy if anyone's managed to woo a friend 64046 john at bbc.co.uk my advice would be to leave it well alone Mark in Manchester says, I'm suffering from all the afflictions you've mentioned, with the added bonus of having to put on a six-year-old's birthday party at one o'clock, where you said one nil, I think you mean two nil. Mark in Manchester, and uh, single Valentine's Days. John, I spent last night with my two best friends at the Bath Cider Festival. It was the best Valentine's I've ever had. I also popped into the Comedia and got given a free badge. Who needs love from Beth in Bath? Well, I couldn't agree more. If you've got badges and cider, uh, and love buzz by Nirvana, then there's nothing else you need in the world is there but i tell you what i don't think we've ever had good deeds as good as the last two we've had um usually i sort of <laughs> we're having our bins changed in the studio um you may be able to detect that it's not my mess i'll tell you that it's not my mess yare with his biscuits and his tea um we've had two good deeds that are so good that i think i'm gonna have to save them till the end because they're so <laughs> they're so oh dear um <laughs> I'll play them at the end because if I read them now then it's kind of going to ruin the feature because everyone else will feel bad about the little ones and the whole point is that you shouldn't feel bad about the little ones they're equally valid but we've had two absolute belters so uh, keep them coming in we've uh, had a request for a, a happy song which is this uh, this song we're about to play A Wondrous Place by Billy Fury um, so we'll play this and then afterwards the studio will be clean well, that's a classic track that's Billy Fury in A Wondrous Place there's an email somewhere that uh, um, says who that is for and I'm not going to lie to you I think I've put it in the recycling which I don't know if you heard on that last link but uh, the bins were being changed and that was uh, 
that was amongst the most Alan Partridge link I've ever done. I had that all set up. I was going to read the good deeds, and then I was going to play the little track, and then I was going to tease forward. And there's something about having a man behind you. Um, I'm not one of these artists who gets pretentious about what I do. Do you know what I mean? If you need to go to the toilet during one of my gigs, hey, you get up and go to the toilet, I'll rock on. But uh, there's no job that can be done with someone furiously changing two bins behind you and smacking you around the face with bits of satsuma and wet tea bags when you're trying to talk to the nation. So um, anyway, suffice to say, the studio is clean now. I will find the emails that I think he's running away with. I don't think he even worked here. I think he just came in here to get some freebies. Um, We will have more good deeds uh, after the news at 10.30. There we go. That's Oblivion by Winter Sleep. Uh, We've got some incredible music in the show today. I uh, have been flicking through, um, not least the session track, the John Sessions, which we're about to play after these. We've had some uh, pretty exciting anti-Valentine's Day things that people have done. Um, I've always said that once you find what you're into, a good a good hobby um, uh, can replace anything. And I've had a backup, a great email from Stuart Bird who says, John, knowing your self-proclaimed passion for stationery, I thought you might be interested in and even emphasise uh, <laughs> the following quote by Morrissey, who says, For me, going into Ryman stationery shop is the most extreme sexual experience one could ever have. It seems there are groups, John, you're not alone, from Stuart Bird. There you go. I quite happily while away an hour in Ryman stationery with Morrissey. Pass me the rub- I, I hate buying rubbers. You know they're going to get dirty. I like clean and tidy things, and I like to look after my things. And the whole point of a rubber is that, you know, if you need it, it's going to get mucked up. Um, but people have sort of generally locked themselves away. It seems to have been a sort of DVD thing. Minnie in Skelmersdale, um, who also has a good deed, she says, I should have sent this in last week, but I didn't. It was nearly two weeks ago now. I'm not entirely sure that counts, Minnie, but I will let this one slip in under the radar since it's the happy hour. Um, I was on my work experience, and on the Wednesday, instead of going home like my friend who was on the same placement, I stayed for a reading group and helped Alan and Michael to read and write for their assessments for an extra two hours. P.S. Last night at 11, my best friend asked me to be her Valentine and said she had a rose for me, so later on I'm going to go to hers and we are going to watch Brokeback Mountain and slag off soppy couples. I think if ever there is a film which epitomises everything about standing against Valentine's Day, it's probably Brokeback Mountain. You are going to have an intense evening together there. And uh, Jim Taylor in Edinburgh says, John, I spent Valentine's night with my equally single brother watching The 13th Warrior and eating crispy M&Ms. It was ace. Uh, We have an update after this song on... uh, the validity of wooing friends and chatting up strangers in the street. Uh, it seems romance for single people is possible. You just have to be brave. I'll read those after this session trap by Echo and the Bunny Men. This is uh, The Wonderful Killing Moon. It was recorded for John Peel on the 6th of June, 1983. Unbelievable. The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunny Men. And uh, we were chatting about Morrissey before that. Kate in Dublin says, Hello, John. Last night I listened to the Morrissey concert on Radio 2 twice through. I danced around the house by myself and decided I was probably in love with him. Then he finished the concert with I'm okay by myself so I just decided to agree with him instead great night though nonetheless love to your mother's Kate in Dublin there's a proper evening and a full experience had isn't it I enjoy uh, dancing around the house I you know discuss this in my stand up there's, there's no other place in the world to dance dancing in public I'm not comfortable with but get yourself in the kitchen get a little song on that takes you by surprise have a little bounce around good aerobic exercise so i said we'd talk about uh, romance and whatnot for single people and someone emailed in asking for advice on whether or not it was worth asking a friend um out and it seems to be i said no because i am a pessimist and ideal only in worst case scenarios 
And I said, well, the worst thing that could happen is you could ask them and say they know. And then you think, well, I can't even be friends anymore because it's awkward. But uniquely, uh, positive experiences coming in on text and email. Um, my best friend successfully wooed me with a love letter two and a half years ago, and we are now engaged to be married. So it can work out between friends. That's from Rachel in Cardiff. And uh, being a 17-year-old, where did I take my girlfriend out on a romantic Valentine's Day last night? Yes, the bowling alley, with two of our mutual friends. There was meant to be more people, but they couldn't make it, and my girlfriend and I were worried that it was going to be horrible, as the two friends didn't really know each other. But the good news is that they got on great together, and I believe now that new love may have been struck up on Valentine's Day itself. So it seems to be people saying that you should go for it with your friend. Um, Do let us know how you got on, but only if it went well, because otherwise... I'll feel like it's my fault. Happiness by Gold Frap. Um, we put that because it's got happy in the title, see? Because it's happy hour, see? Because this stuff's not just thrown together, you know? And the Billy Fury song we played earlier, Wondrous Place, that was for Gillian in Edinburgh. I lost the email and I uh, forgot to read it out because I'm an idiot, but there you go. Everything's come together. If there's any happy songs you like, we put them on file and we keep them. So if they don't go in that show, they will go in sooner or later. So I do keep them coming in. 64046, music at bbc.co.uk. Any songs that you think will be good for the happy hour. And I'm angry now. I shouldn't be angry in the happy but I've ended up endorsing love. All the emails that are coming in are about people that have hooked up and got together and this was supposed to be a, you know, it's not Valentine's Day anymore and single people can be happy too. But, I mean, they're nice emails. They're lovely. It's, um, you know, uh, Steve in Lancaster says, Hello, John, what a wonderful Valentine, uh, Valentine's Day I spent with my brother-in-law on a proper recession session of homebrew joy from midday to midnight. Our wives simply contented themselves being amused by our stumbling antics and we all settled down to watch watch Wally with the kids. Then this morning we walked to the happy hour, Jesus Jones, the first band I ever saw live with my arm in a sling from a skateboarding accident, um, and no hangover, woohoo, what a happy hangoverless hour this is, and a fine Valentine's Day. And uh, Rachel says, hello John, enjoying the happy hour, cheering me, cheering me up while I'm laid low in bed with tonsillitis. Could you please say hello to Ellie and Will in Northumberland, so you can consider that done as well. So the good deeds, we need to wrap this up, uh, you've got ten minutes left to get your good deeds in, and then Josie Long will be in the studio, she will judge the good deeds uh, and then we'll set off on something else for an hour like I say I've got two that I'm holding back if you think you can better them um, they're pretty big and generally people now just supporting the other ones uh, Anonymous says I feel for the man who had to put up with the boring guy over breakfast I had a seven hour job interview on Monday most of which was spent in a small hot room with one of the other candidates who was the most self-absorbed patronising fool I've ever met in my life who eventually got the job instead of me not so much a good deed for me but I thought it was noteworthy that I didn't hit him in his stupid face please don't reveal my identity for professionalism's sake and then he's put his name on the email anyway, which is showing me a ridiculous amount of trust. Uh, but keep your final uh, good deeds coming in, and we'll do the conclusion in the next ten minutes after we've played In For The Kill by LaRue. There we go, In For The Kill by LaRue. I'm quite enjoying this hour, but unfortunately that means sort of passively. I, I'm quite enjoying just doing little bits and then playing songs, and then just sitting back for five minutes, which probably isn't the best way to do it. Um... So, two more good deeds before we, we pull out the big guns. And I'm not saying that one of the, you know, it's like the FA Cup, this good deed hour. Josie might take to one of the minnows and back them, and they could steal in with the with the big Man United and Chelsea's that I've got in my arsenal. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? Um, John, last Sunday afternoon, I spent an hour helping my elderly neighbour clear his drive from snow. Shame, really, that it's melted, as it finally made Swindon look pretty, from Pumpkin Paul in what he refers to as the dark. 
on. Um, I think snow makes everywhere look pretty, doesn't it? It's quite depressing when you realise that what makes something pretty is having it covered in a blanket of whiteness so that you can't actually see it. I saw the most gaudy, disgusting piece of architecture on my walk-in this morning. Horrible. A nice old building, and then on top of it, just a row of eight slabs of various coloured sort of sheet plastic made me really angry. I don't consider myself really to be into architecture, but it's like anything else. You know what you like, or more to the point, you know what you don't like. And I was walking, I wasn't really paying attention, and I saw that, and it made me so angry that someone probably got paid a lot of money. Do you, I tell you what, uh, my work really, I, I love juxtapositions, so instead of working on buildings that actually need work, I take buildings that look good, and then I put my installations on top of them. Oh, it really made me angry. But hey, it's the happy hour for five more minutes. I should have saved that anecdote. Uh, this is a cracker that's come in during the week from Derek Pepper. The deed's good, but I just... Any email that comes in and starts with the words, Hi, John. My dad is the actor who played the man in the hospital bed for live performances of Shakespeare's Sisters' 1992 number one hit single, Stay. I'm going to read the rest of that email. I'm just saying now, if you're going to send in an email next week, just start with something like that. For five out of the eight weeks when the song was on top of the pops every Thursday, my dad lay in starched pyjamas under a white bedsheet on a trolley, pretending to slowly slip away from us while Shakespeare's sister begged him not to. He didn't particularly enjoy the role because the floor manager of Top of the Pops would make him stay in the bed for the duration of the whole show, just so that he would be ready for it when the time came to wheel him out on stage. There's no need for that, is there? That's pure malice. No, no. Well, I know you just have to get in and pull the covers over you, but probably you should get in there now. Um, he wouldn't have minded so much had they not used a real hospital bed and real hospital pyjamas that went back to the hospital between weekly performances. Needless to say, my dad was extremely relieved when the song got knocked off the number one spot. My good deed was to buy my dad a pair of silk pyjamas that matched perfectly the set he wore on the stage 16 years ago. He was really touched and even offered to sing the song to me by way of a thank you. A thank you which I politely declined from Derek Pepper. A nice good deed, but a cracking anecdote. I love the little links we had. We had someone emailed in a little while ago who was a fourth cousin twice removed of a lower league football manager. Any of that stuff really puts a smile on my face. Um, so it's almost time for the end of the happy hour. We'll end with a, uh, a dedication. This is Steal My Sunshine by Len. And it says, uh, it's from Chris in London. Can you please play Steal My Sunshine by Len for all the happily single people out there? We'll have this. Then I'm pulling out my big guns. You have been warned. There we go. That's Get On Your Boots by U2 and Steal My Sunshine as requested uh, by Len. Not requested by Len. As requested, uh, comma, uh, semicolon, dash, inverted commas, by Len, close all the things I just started. Um, Robin Grace Texan says, Hello, John. On the Sky Info page describing your show, it says, Lovable rogue Matt Ford joins him from 12pm. Did Matt write this sentence himself, or does it mean like the craze? It also says, John is joined by comedian Josie Long. Well, hell yeah! <laughs> uh, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. Welcome aboard to the Good Ship. Well, I was going to say Good Ship Happy Hour. We do Happy Hour 10 till 11. And not to say that it's over now you're here. Um, it carries on being Just a, a Happy Hour. But we don't play uh, annoying jingles to wake people up after songs. Um, are you happy today? I'm all right. I'm not... I wouldn't say I was 10 out of 10. Yeah, I woke up sort of um, surprisingly 9 out of 10. Do you know those meanings when it... Wow, oh, well, this is taking oh. me by surprise. Oh. I had a can of fizzy orange pop. And well, I thought, away, oh, it's one of those out. days. Yeah, I can just drink fizzy pop for breakfast. And then uh, maybe it was a sugar crash. After that, I just kind of thought, who was that idiot before? What did he think he was doing? 
bouncing around, brushing his teeth. I feel sick just I hate that guy. Um, I think it's one of those days today. It's one of those... I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Just, I think a lot of people's days today will be swung on Sunday lunch. If that's good, it could become a good day. I'm but from be... the conversation we just had, it looks like you're going to be having yours on a train to yeah. Leicester. And there's nothing I can eat because of my stupid dietary uh, preferences. So I'm going to be having a flapjack. Okay. And weeping all over the top of it. <laughs> and then licking off the tears. Like, oh, oh wet icing. Oh, Sorry. no. No, no, no. Um, well, anyway, what we, what, um, what we have to do is uh, part of happy hour is people bragging about good things they've done. I say hang all this, you know, being humble. I say brag about good things you've done, and I always invite my guests to judge the best one, and that person has the rest of the show dedicated to them. So I'll read you some of the good deeds we've got. I'll be honest, I'm going to really read you two, because we've had two that were exceptional. Um, We've had stuff like um, someone bought a good present for their dad, which relates back to something their dad used to do, Um, and someone who's cleared a a drive full of snow, things like that. People who've uh, helped kids with learning difficulties read. We've got some good listeners, Josie. We've got some good people. And then we've got these two. Um, This one comes in from Kay in Sevenoaks. It says, Hi, John and team. Can I nominate my husband, Guy? He's literally been out shoveling and then a swear word that relates to a defecatory process. Uh, He's been out shoveling blank um, the contents of the sewer from our house to the ancient and rural sewer system in the street for the last four hours this morning. And this came in at 10.19. That's a man who's got up at 6am to shovel excrement. Um, And he spent most of the evening yesterday doing it. To say it's not really the most pleasant job in the world would be a massive understatement, but it will save our family hundreds of pounds. That's love for your family. Personally, I'd pay the money to get someone else to do it so well done him so that's a guy husband of Kay in seven oaks you see I, that is a good thing to do but i'm a bit suspicious of Kay. like what is Kay doing <laughs> yeah you go i'm busy yeah i'll put the bacon sandwiches on and yeah, you just, you're now going to need clean hands for that. Yeah, um, well, it sounds like he's, he's been all gallant about it, and she's gone, I'll come... Well, she probably didn't say, it's I'll come out the, and help. He's gone, no, no, this is a man's job. She probably set it up. Yeah. She's, she probably... Uh, yeah, she doesn't say the why back. there's a backlog. Yeah. That's probably something we shouldn't go into. Um, and this one... Um, from Shabon in Melbourne, Australia. Dear John, as you may have heard, there have been devastating fires this week in Victoria, Australia. Of course, I've heard I read the papers. Um, you were always asking people to send in their good deeds, and I thought I'd share this one with you. Even though it wasn't me that did it, it was my cousin. Last Sunday, my cousin got the warning that he had to evacuate because the front was getting closer and closer to their property. Instead of leaving quickly and getting himself to safety, he drove to the property next door and helped the old woman who lived there, who is 85 and can no longer drive, to pack up some of her belongings and first drove her to safety before moving his own things. I think that rates pretty highly as a good deed, says Shabon in Melbourne. That's beautiful. That's unbelievable, isn't it? And the one thing I've heard on the radio is how quickly the fires come in and people assume it's ours, but sometimes it's not. And to take the time to do that... I mean, I'm not saying what you should do. It's up to you. If you think shoveling snow off a drive in Swindon is the best good deed, then hell, oh. Josie Long can say what she likes. But yeah, that's probably better. The yeah, snow one. yeah, actually, yeah. Because uh, I mean, fire is hot, but snow and also, is that cold. That person's well old as well. Like, yeah, no, I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> the old person. I actually shoveled some snow last week and cut myself. I don't know if you can see a small cut there, but ice is sharp. So, 
So mm. can we dedicate the show to you? Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Josie. Thanks. Well read. Um, one, uh, the next thing we do is three questions about what you like. One's already come in um, about uh, anything in the world for the comedian Josie Long. Um, we will play The Last Goodbye of, uh, by Jeff Buckley and we'll dedicate it to Siobhan's gallant but unnamed cousin. She doesn't name the cousin. so um, That's even better, though, because it's like he doesn't, want, he doesn't want all this attention. Yeah. He's just a good man doing a good job. Oh, maybe we should give him a name. Maybe he's... That's like a superhero thing, isn't he? Maybe. He should be called like a big, hard Australian name, like Lance. Brent. Yeah, like, Bruce. Yeah. Um, I was thinking something like The Driver or something like, if you've got problems, The Driver will be there to pick you up and drive you away from them in his ute. <laughs> um, so uh, well done to The Driver for the rest of the show. is for you, uh, comedian uh, Josie Long's question, 64046, uh, Music at bbc.co.uk. There we go, The Last Goodbye by Jeff Buckley, a uh, cracking tune. Not one we could have slipped into happy hour, really. You can't really, uh, it's not one to lift the mood, but it seems to be uh, making people happy. Thank you for playing this song. Uh, it's made me genuinely happy after feeling rubbish so far this morning. I'm easily pleased, Emily from Huddersfield. So, um, three songs for Josie... Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> Stupid morning. It's that kind of fizzy pop I had. It's gone straight to my head. Um, hello, John, Matt, Adam, Josie, Jenny. Uh, my question for Josie is, which is her favourite planet, brackets, not including Earth, close brackets, and why? Roland in High Wycombe. P.S. Please tell Josie her DVD is great. I ordered it after the first time she was on the show and loved every minute of it. Oh, that's so kind. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, even like the credits, apparently, every minute. Yeah. <laughs> every single minute. Do you have minute. credits? Yeah, but they're like, just, it would just be like, with Josie Long. That must feel so cool. There must be part of you that thinks, I've got a DVD with credits on it. <laughs> Who ever thought it would come to this? I quite like the menu. I was really proud to have it. Wow, yeah, of course, yeah. So have you got, like, extras and stuff? Yeah. Oh. There's loads of secret stuff. <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be the day I retire. The day I've got extras. That'll be all, that'll be all I need. So favourite planet, not including Earth and why? Well... I wouldn't say it was one in the solar system because they're all right, but none of them are that spectacular to me, except for um, Ju- hang on. Ne- Neptune is yeah. the one that's got the big storm on it. Or is it a Jupiter? Oh, no, this is going to be bad. But I would, I'd like to say it would be one that... Because you know the idea that if you see a star and if it's sort of like... Um, uh, what's what does that <coughs> twinkling. Like twinkling? There yeah. we go. See, I'm good at it. I'm good yeah. at the jargon. Good bit of physical mime there for the <laughs> yeah, radio. It's, for the it's radio. Uh, you know, if it's twinkling, then that means that it suggests that there are planets sort of orbiting it. Right, but there are so many I didn't know untapped that. ones. So I, I like. I don't like the idea of being like, yeah, I like Neptune, and then like <laughs> ten years time, them going, it's the planet Lunar. And yeah, that's yeah. Not massive animals on it or dinosaurs or people that have brains. so you're reserving judgment in case a better one comes yeah. out that's quite a conservative answer that i'd <laughs> say if there were anything i would safely answer on it would be the planets what do you think well, they've been around that long yeah i just think you know they're out there aren't they and they're big what would you have? also probably least likely of most things to be offended you know if know. if lumar does become uh, acknowledged as a planet i doubt it's first thing we would do so josie uh <laughs> here you're a neptune fan well uh, there'll be no looking at me through your telescope what about pluto when they decommissioned pluto as a planet decommissioned what a horrible dogs. word poor old pluto exactly. and of all the planets the one that has been named after a cartoon dog I know, the cutest i know you could just picture his saggy face just going row, 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 row. you did it oh. to mercury mercury wouldn't care yeah who cares mercury's arrogant of all the planets near, i think near mercury. The sun, yeah exactly at us. thinks it's the sun's best mate it's <laughs> like yeah the sun ordered the planets and uh, it wanted me close by yeah, shut up mercury i'm a saturn man a saturn man because of the rings because of the rings i think that's 
you know, it's a bit hackneyed. I'm like, you know, if I told that to uh, who's the sky at night, man, Patrick, Peter. More. More, yeah. He'd be livid, wouldn't he? Like, blah, blah, everybody says Sutton, blah, 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 blah. Boring. But then he might have, have a little go on the... Uh Glockenspiel. That's another bit of physical yeah. mime there from I'm Josie sorry, Long. Was, it was a very good mime though. It was, like, <laughs> it was good, yeah. I think there were listeners going, she's doing a glockenspiel. She's doing a glockenspiel. It's not even a xylophone. Xylophone, that is what he actually plays. Um, xyl- oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Is it? Oh, let's not go into it. Um, which is Josie's favourite chuckle brother? No more need be asked. It speaks volumes about a person. I kind of find them terrifying. Like wow. the fact that one of them's the dad and one's the son, but they actually. Is that no, right? that's not true. That's the crankies, isn't it? <laughs> no, the crankies, the crankies are, are married. married, but they pretend to be. A, no, one of the Chuckle Brothers isn't the other but Chuckle Brothers. One is brothers. a lot older than the other one. That- this could be revolutionary. This could change my world to find out the Chuckle Brothers are actually father and son. I heard that the Chuckle Brothers are father and son. All right, it's time to play a record and uh, do some research on this on the internet because this is absolutely revolutionary. I wouldn't be surprised if this makes the 11.30 news bulletin. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we'll have a short trail and then we'll have Two Fake by Hockey and then we'll get back to you with uh, the exact uh, permutations of the relationships between the two Chuckle Brothers. That's Two Fake by uh, Hockey. The Chuckle Brothers are fascinating. I can't believe I've never read their Wikipedia page before. They are brothers, three years apart. I don't believe that, though. If they're three years apart, given the news stories from this week... That doesn't mean that one of them the other one's dad, right, guys? Yeah. Satire. Broken Britain, yeah, too, right. This country's gone to the dogs. Um, uh, yeah, they've been going around for 20 years and um, still going strong. What are they, 65 and 62? What, so that means a grown man of 45 went, do you know that would be a good idea? Yeah, yeah. get one end of a plank yeah. of the other one. Yeah, and we'll just talk about giving it to for each 20 other for 20 years. minutes. <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's time for them to just do their final series where one of them gives the other one the thing and then it's <laughs> over. Maybe that'll oh. be how it ends. Maybe that'll be the last ever chuckle vision. One of them will just go, to me, thanks. And then that'll be it. They'll just walk off into the distance. But they've been going 20 years and they won new faces. They started off as a comedy double act. I never knew that. They won new faces in 1974. What I found really interesting is they had two big brothers called the Patton Brothers. Mm. It was, and also, why would the, the big brothers are called the Patton Brothers, which is just quite normal? Yeah. And those guys are the Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, maybe they saw where the Patton Brothers went wrong. Maybe they were in a meeting with, we like you guys, the Patton thing, we like it, it's funny, but people don't laugh when they hear no, it. They don't. You need a name that suggests mouth movement. And they were sat there, Barry and Paul. <laughs> the Chinwag Brothers? No, no, no. The Chuckle Brothers. Um, so they're still still knocking out stuff. Yeah. And it talks about chuckle hounds. The way they talk about chuckle hounds. What's that? Oh, it's not, oh, oh. Think. Oh, but then it would be so good to go on a cow that could go on any. Uh, I know, any I've speed. said this is a quick one, but this is. Oh, if you geez. can walk anywhere, could, then you if can't I have to get walk places. Everywhere, though, I will never even go to Manchester again. No. That's not very fair. No, no. Like, quite, there's a lot of the world I'd like to see, but then if I can't get off a cow, how am but I But do you want to go to Manchester and be stuck on a cow? You know? Well, the places you, you like, like that. the Savoy and places like that, they're not going to let you in on the cow. Put a hat on the cow. Right. But also, if you're stuck with the cow 24-7, you could teach it some manners. <laughs> There's no better line to go into the news for, I think, that. If you're stuck with a cow 24-7, you can teach it some manners. There was a slight aggression behind it, which I really admired, that suggests you've had some rough times on farms, and you've gone up to the farmer and said, listen, 
Do you want to teach these sheep <laughs> yeah. how to eat with a knife and fork? Because that is disgusting. Uh, we'll chat more with Josie Long, but now it's time for the Six Music News at just after 11.30. There we go, that's alone for Dan Black, for everyone who didn't hook up yesterday. Um, Chucklegate is, uh, is getting out of hand now. <laughs> the great thing about Wikipedia is, um, as producer Adam points out, for a second you feel like you're really part of history, don't you? There's something about it that looks so official... That it's no more than just someone putting a blog up, basically, and saying, oh, did you know this? But there's something about the look of the page that the line that's appeared on there now that says, on the John Richardson show, the scandal was finally revealed that Barry is Paul's dad. See citation number one. Um, There's something quite exciting about that. But, um, I mean, it's been ruined now, their page. The Chuckle parent and child, Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen, are best known for their work on their sitcom, Cohen Vision. Um, So, I seem to have ruined their careers. I'm sorry, Barry and Paul. It was just a bit of fun. I got out of hand. Um, My ex-girlfriend is related to the Chuckle brothers. Why did you let her go? (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) You'll never find another woman like that. He'd be like, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they are her second cousins and are brothers. Fact. Apparently they are desperate for work, Gordon in Glasgow. I don't believe that. I they're don't believe BBC that. One, they're doing well for themselves. And have been for 20 years. But that suggests, Josie, that if you and I were to write Chuckle Vision, a, uh, an, a, a proper eight, you know, like 8.30 evening sitcom um, about the fact that one of them is the other one's dad that they would be happily to be uh, involved. We could pitch it. Should we do that? I'll pitch it. Let's pitch it. All right, then let's set up a meeting. I'll set up a meeting with um, Jim... Uh, I don't know any industry people because not really welcome. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, someone says you're wrong about why stars twinkle. Oh, no. Josie Sorry, is I'm wrong. not very well informed. It's the new BBC, Josie. If you don't know something, it's probably best to just put your hands up and say, I'm just mouthing off. I don't want any trouble. Well, I re- I'm trying my hardest. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it doesn't I count. People don't care. You're not allowed to try anymore. You must be factually accurate or say nothing at all. That's the way things are. Josie's wrong. Stars twinkle because of the atmosphere distorting the light. And then they go on to say, she is half right. If you're looking through the Hubble telescope outside Earth, atmosphere, as stars can be shrinking and expanding, suggesting that a planet is orbiting. But from Earth, you cannot see that. That's what, that's Adam in Hereford, mouthing off with your eyes. But that's my problem with astronomers is that they are really pedantic. Because like <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, I want to be all like, oh, look, that star, I name after you. And they'll be like, that is not recognised. Yeah. Uh... Actually, that's Zygon 4091B. It's already been named. Um... You'd think that people who deal in the realm of infinity would be a little bit less possessive about things, wouldn't you? If you deal with stuff that dies and lives for hundreds of thousands of millennia and the stuff you can't possibly know about, but maybe it's because of that. Maybe they're so keen to clamp down on the things they do know that they don't want any uh, facts not going out. Um, Good morning, all. I would just like to say hello and a fabulous congrats to the wonderful Josie, as I remember working in a comedy workshop with her at the studio in Beckenham. She was only 14 and funnier than anyone else I'd met. It was only her and I who ended up doing stand-up at the end of it. She did a routine about eating cheese and having nightmares about her dad's toolbox coming alive. Remember that? Oh, it wasn't about my dad's toolbox. That was another guy. That's that a misquote. It's your chance that? to get back now. This Who is was, a misquote. What's their name? Who's that? I knew she'd be a star even Aww. then. The world's a better place with your laughter in it. Rock on Josie from Susie. Oh, that's so nice. Do you remember Susie? Yeah, I do. Yeah, old Suze. Maybe we should hock up and have a reunion. Do that uh, Do that bit on your tour about the toolbox. No, that wasn't... I didn't do that, but I did do bits about having nightmares. It's, oh, that's so sweet that she would remember lovely, she would do that. It's lovely, isn't it? It's weird when people remember your old material, because stand-up, what is... 
amazing about stand-up is it's there and then and you can't recreate yeah. it even if you tried but people remember a good experience early on with a certain piece of material and say oh god you should do that bit again about the dog that uh, could talk yeah and then you go oh that was sort of the first thing i ever wrote yeah and- yeah and you look back on it and either you instantly go that was rubbish or you go oh this could yeah and try it again and it good. dies it absolutely <laughs> tanks you know what was i doing trying to say these words out of my mouth do you ever have it when you're you're in the moment with someone and you sort of muck around and you make up something yeah. for that moment and then a few days later you try and remember it and you think that was brilliant I'll, yeah, yeah i'll use it again i'll do it it'll be perfect. just tell it as was <laughs> yeah, just tell just, it as was and you can't even be like well the other day there was someone and they said this and yeah. people are like we hate you yeah i tried in my show last night to do an anecdote about a joke i'd done that got nothing at the time and a sort of catharsis i thought yeah i'll turn that joke that didn't work in real life into something that will work in stand-up and it was about watching a little boy pushing a toy bus around a building. And I held the door for him. And because I was a stranger, he wouldn't push his bus through it. So I said, come on, you could get a bloody bus through there. As a little <laughs> joke. And um, I had exactly that last night. Told it at the gig and it tanked just as much as it did when I told it to the small boy and his family. People just ain't got no sense of humour. Um, it's time for one of these. BBC Six Music. It's the John Sessions. The, the John Sessions, of course. Um, that'll be old hat to you, my John Sessions jingle. When I play a live session track, I've, I, I, you know. John Sessions, it's brilliant. It is brilliant, thank you. Can someone put that on my Wikipedia page, please? Uh, brilliant, <laughs> Josie Long. Um, we'll play a live session track from Alpine Stars, recorded on the 19th of March, 2003, and then afterwards I want to find out how your football career is going on. The hesitation suggests that you should use the following four minutes and 49 seconds to make up some falsehoods about amazing goals you've scored. And you're playing goal, don't you? Uh, uh, I'm the worst one. (laughs) I'm the worst one by so far. It's like I'm a different species than the other players. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear about this. But we'll make some stuff up and it'll sound fine. There we go, that's Burning Up by Alpine Stars with a uniquely 2003 live feel to it, I think. If you picked up on that, I think you could sense that, couldn't you? And I sort of it felt like, whoa, is it 2003 again? Because this feels like it is. Um, but it's not. I mean, don't be ridiculous. John, your bus joke might not have got anything last night, but it just made me laugh and spit cereal all over myself, so thanks for that. I don't know whether that's sarcastic. He wasn't thanks even for that. eating cereal. He had to go get the cereal and put it in his mouth. <laughs> um, that's from Vic. Um, what cereals would you like to... I hope it wasn't Cocoa Pops, because then you, you've got a brown milk situation going on, haven't you? And that will stain. But if it's something like Weetabix, you just smell like Weetabix all day. It's actually quite a nice smell, I think. It's comforting if you're a baby. <laughs> we all want that moment, don't we? Just curling up in a big pile of Weetabix. Um, no, it's a bit of a... I suppose it's a bit wheaty as a smell, isn't it? So football, <laughs> uh, off air there, you compared yourself to uh, Abu Dhabi as a footballer. Yeah, I'm pretty smooth, yeah. I, I don't believe in... Uh, proper DJing. Alan Partridge has ruined that. The minute you try and do a smooth link now, it just comes out saying, <laughs> speaking of bananas, <laughs> you uh, stood on one during a recent game, uh, <laughs> metaphorically. So it's easier just to go, right, Planet Chuckle Brothers football. Simple Bang. as that. No links, straight through. I might do a big callback at the end. You know, that's just a cheap way of making it look slick, isn't it? And uh, <laughs> I was playing a celebrity football match with the Chuckle Brothers the other day to raise money to send someone into space. Um, but I wasn't, so I won't do that. Uh, we've had a question, you see, that kind of relates to this. Uh, Dear Miss Josie Long, um, who is your favourite comedian to watch playing comedians football? If you've never watched comedians football, who do you think would be your favourite? Regards, Shuri. 
I'm really, Shiri, I'm really furious because the man who organises comedians football won't let me go because I'm a woman and he says that uh, if I try and play, they will not be able to make proper tackles because they'll be shy of me. Firstly, I'm a big heifer of a woman. Secondly, I am super hard, right? And thirdly, this is rank discrimination. If he'd have said, you can't play because you're appalling, I would say, fair enough, right. like, fair cop. Maybe he doesn't want to say that. Well, he should say that. He right. should have the guts to front <laughs> Because just... at the moment, it fe- it smacks of sexism, and I if, hate it. If, if you thought about doing the old, uh, you know, bunching the hair up thing, and, uh, like, um, what's that film with Keira Knightley, where she doesn't have breasts because she strapped them down and you do the looking like a... Have I completely misinterpreted that film? I was watching a different film. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Uh, a game of two halves. That's what it is, <laughs> isn't it? That in the future, I did watch Bend it, like Beckham on Christmas Day, and I bloody loved it. I did it was you? Brilliant! I was so into it. I started playing football uh, because of that. No, prior <laughs> to that, bend but- it like long. That's uh, if by bend it you mean miss it if the ball comes to you, and then sort of half want the ball but be so terrified of the ball that if it does come to you, you freak out. We're going to need to boil that down for the film title. It's <laughs> going to be a bit long. I like it like that. It's, yeah, it's got a lot of charm to it. Okay then. So I, I um I play football sort of for the Hackney Ladies Reserve Team, and if anyone's listening from the Hackney Ladies, you are the greatest footballers. Hackney Ladies. Do they have a name? Should I shout anything like "Come on, you"? Come on, no, come on, Hackney. That's what you shout. Do I? Come on, Hackney. You've That's got to say I that shout. in a Cockney accent. Like, come on, Hackney. You can't turn on that. Oh, come on, Hackney. The, the old Hackneys. Um, it's a bit of a cliche, I know. <laughs> Do you see Hackney? No? Okay. Anyone? I think I would get no? battered if I went to watch you play football. I don't think so. Trying to do banter with the locals. Who's this muppet? I'm sat here supporting the Acne Ladies Reserves. <laughs> he's maving off about cliches. Don't worry, he's one of mine. <laughs> oh, it's a rubbish He's one. with that one in the corner crying. Um, you said your tactic. No? Well, no. By the goal mouth. Yeah. yeah. What, I really, what I've learned about myself is... Because I, I play with the reserves, but I only really go to training because I'm so rubbish. I'm like a different species yeah. compared to everyone else. Like, everyone else is good and fast and i'm just this thing that gets in the way that no one will pass to because but a god tactic you know you found you found a way around that my tactic is right i'm supposed to play on the wing because i'm left-footed which is quite good hey huh but um instead what i do is i go (laughs) up to the penalty spot and i wait for my moment of glory yeah good dig yourself into a little trench just wait for the flick on in the 90th minute josie and several times in in every training game i get that opportunity and i mess that opportunity up (laughs) So I do a good job. I do you do so sort much. of jokes? I mean, do they know you're a comic? Do you I do? Because I mean, there's like every time you pass, technically it's a long ball because you're Josie Long. So you could always do that. <laughs> Another long ball from Josie. <laughs> you get that, ladies? If only I knew this amazing terminology. I'd be oh, laughing. if you know nothing of football, I would say just shout one, two, or square it. I shout cross. Cross switch. Go for square it instead of cross. What does square it mean? <clears throat> square it means uh, play it sort of, um, you know, because you're running forward. So to hit it at a right angle, thus basically a cross. If you're running down the flanks and then you square play a ball it. laterally to the other side. But then what would happen is I shout square it and everyone shout just because you know the terminology <laughs> and you're reliable. <laughs> I'm like, that was a lot to shout. Yeah, you get into quite a debate there. Or what if you panicked and just went, square root? What? What are you on about? as well, that's my other hobby. Yeah, well, that's something we need to speak about afterwards. Cause I love it. people continually email, you know, the support for really? making for maths accessible and cool and oh, getting into it. maths. You should, if if you want a hobby as an adult, and you, if you do Sudoku, because a Sudoku is so frustrating, you do it and then it's done and then it's like... 
what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know, there's no way... If God, you take Sudoku seriously. But if there was a line you could ring and you'd say, and they'd say, hello, and you say, yes, I completed the Sudoku in the London Light, and then they went... Right. That would be enough for me. Or like there was a little online database you could enter in your... F- but it's boring because... Instead you just look at no other commuters who go, whatever. Yeah. I'm doing the Times cryptic crossword. <sighs> what is that? <laughs> worse than football. Again, football, same tactic though. If you're not sure what the answer is, just put square it. <laughs> I mean, there's literally no circumstance where square it isn't the right answer if you're not sure what to shout. What if you're at the altar and you're just about to get married to someone you don't want to get married to? Yeah, square and it. And that's allowed. Yeah, and then you uh, you just move laterally across the altar and out of the church by the, whatever they call and it, then pulpit. And just nudge it into the font. Yeah, yeah. Or like one-two is a good one. One-two. It'll baffle the bricker. The vicar will be like, what are you on about one-two? And then you sort of touch the vicar, touch your wife, touch yourself, like one-two, I'm off. <laughs> and then go as if you're waiting for a and long pass. And then pull your morning suit over your head. Or just go, shout long ball, and run as if you're expecting a pass and never look back. <laughs> that is quite the way to leave someone at the altar. I'm not sure if he left me or I should have kicked the ball. I'm really <laughs> not sure. Maybe it's my fault. Um, That's good. You want it to seem like it's their fault. Yeah, yeah. We'll, um, we'll play a short trail and then we'll play uh, uh, the Cisco Kid and then we will discuss maths in some detail, find out where you're at with that. But you're not a different species. Maybe you should get the Hackney's ladies to, you know, come down and have a maths off and then maybe they'll show you a little bit more spec. Yeah? There we go. That's War and the Cisco Kid. Um, it's the final link with Josie Long. There's so much I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about... Getting together with friends and whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. Alternative Valentine's Days. We could have talked for weeks, but you've got to go. Because you're doing a tour. Because you're all successful. Wow, that is that is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the final thing, we should do the mass thing. Because we, it's something that we do try and mention on the show wherever possible to try and eradicate the fear of maths and get rid of all that oh maths i couldn't do, do it do you love maths then love maths did maths a level um really enjoy it. it's because so much of everything else in the world is the opposite of maths it's untrue and it's all not untrue un- unprovable and, and maths is just sit down work it out that's the answer but i also am really enjoying the fact that it's all conceptual but it's it, it's there's so much to think about and take on. Oh, yeah. I love it. It is an exciting thing. When, when you get into it, it just takes a bit of work, that's all. I'm just, just thinking about the of... law of indices. I just got that on my second pure module, and it's talking about the Pure maths, right. Pure, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the acne ladies. cutting... Do that this mechanics rubbish. nonsense. I'll do, I'll do me- pure, yeah. Do mechanics in summer, mate. Oh, mechanics summer. in the summer. M-M1, mate. So are you working towards... I did, uh, I did M1, M2, P1, P2. I'm doing it. I've done PC1. Head. Done it, mate. Done it, Done it in the roughest school in Alpington. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And there was a boy behind me who um, was, like, really spotty and, like, young and hard-looking. And I found the exam all right, but I missed, like, a question at the end just because I didn't have enough time and I was really furious. And I was going out. Um, as we were going out, I sort of wanted to talk to him because he's the only other person in the exam. And so I was just about to go, like, oh, I can't believe I missed the question at the end. That was quite hard, wasn't it? And he went... That was well easy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I say, you should never talk to people coming out of exams. I was a sucker for that. So I was like, oh, God, what did you put for that one? Oh, God, because it's just done yeah. then. There's nothing to be gained. But you can't help but go, oh, God. And you know there's always some idiot who's going to go, did you see that back page? Do seven questions on it. Even though there wasn't. You go, what? Yeah, yeah, I did them first because they was worth 50 marks each. I was like, oh, no. And it said you will not pass unless you do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the rest of the thing was just a quiz, just to weed out the weak. Fun quiz. Um, I must say, I struggled a bit with uh, the mechanics. I liked the pure for the same reason that uh, it's concepts and it's about 
it's about tying down things that seem untie downable mm. that you give letters to numbers that you can't conceive of and things like that the mechanics was proper physics it was all if a ball is thrown at that angle and you know the projections and all that but that feels quite fun and quite because i suddenly realized about how um with differentiation of graphs sorry um, i'm sorry if you're listening in your board i don't even i'm not even i'm an idiot and i apologize in advance for this but like with the fact that you can find the gradient of a graph i think at yeah. any one point by differentiation right yeah that's right isn't it and that suddenly made me really excited because it, i just thought of all the fun i could have by <laughs> making statistics out of my own life and then sort of working out the rate of change for things that were happening in my life that were right. quite not quantifiable and have you done so, that yet not yet no that's at uh, that sounds like a show worth touring i don't know it might seem a bit hackneyed to be like so then the rate of change yeah. is going down <laughs> dy know? over dx equals josie long <laughs> um well I, I we have to let you go but it's been a pleasure having you in and oh, i hope you that so you can come back in again soon oh you're nationwide aren't you so people would just go and find yeah, you yeah and um, if not i've got a radio show on radio 4 that starts on wednesday whoa. 11 p.m other radio shows i'm not good. really sure we can talk about that um radio 4 at 11 p.m yeah big up that so um check that out uh, it's been an absolute delight having you in thanks for joining us and we will see you again soon thank you so much for having me there we go that's in my head by uh, queens of the stone age josie long has uh, has gone off uh, to lead the rest of her life in the next hour before we hand over to julia matt with the music week uh, we will catch up with our picture um, we set him the challenge last week of finding a photo uh, while he's around the country this week. The best photo ruined by someone walking into shot, and we've had some crackers in from yourself, so we'll catch up with him. But now it's time to welcome Matt Ford. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Britain. How and, are you? Uh, I'm fi- I'm well, actually. You've come in pumped. I'm in a really good mood. Good, that's what Big we need. Time. Big I've had time. a bit of a dip, mate. Well... Are you going to sort that out? You're out of it. It's Let's over. Let's get straight into it with your uh, 40s classic. Or yes, whatever, my your second... Your walk-on music. Walk-in! Yeah, my walk-on music. This is, again, for Sundays, just to perk you up a bit, folks. Yeah. This is a stonking anthem from the 90s. Yeah? Is that all we've got to say about it? It's good weekend music. Meet up with the lads. Have a few beers. Smoke a few tabs. Chuck this on the jukebox. <laughs> Cigarettes and alcohol, that was, by Oasis. Gagging for a pint of Foster's, man. <laughs> oh, it's just what I need. Um, so, we've... We've got lots of, uh, a lot of shout-outs okay. this week. I've got the energy for it. A couple of things that aren't really shout-outs. Um, hello, John. At two today, I go into my local supermarket to backpack for six hours so I can raise enough money to go to Brazil to do community work with orphans in Manus. I doubt I'll raise Oof. the full two grand, though, Chris, in Northern Ireland. Well, I'm skint, mate, so... That's <laughs> someone else. That's just a message to say, if you're in Northern Ireland, get yourself down the supermarket, toss the boy a few quid. He's trying to do good work. Um, I good don't know man. how many supermarkets there are in Northern Ireland. Probably a couple. Yeah, there'll be a few. Yeah. But not many where people are backpacking for uh, no. a good cause. No. Um, and again, this isn't a shout-out, but um, it says, Hello, John, I've not, got any, uh, not done any good deeds, but I'm, um, I'm off away on service on Wednesday, and I hope you could tell my fiance Elaine how much I love her. Wow. Soppy, I know. Ledge. There we go. It's anonymous, but can you just do, do a love noise for Elaine? Mmm. <laughs> Elaine. There we go. That's that one done. And I, don't uh, want, I, don't, I don't want him to think I'm moving in on his missus there. No, no, I don't think he's, he's going to service. He's, he's going to fight for his country, isn't he? You know, he's so asked for it. Um, respect. Morning, John. Would you mind asking Matt to do a specially tailor-made, conceptually artistic shout-out that might inspire my sister Charlotte, who is creating some paintings for an exhibition? Oh! Uh, sort that- of... Uh, 
Gregorian chant feel to it. Well, it sounded like uh, sort of Lady Smith Black Man Vazo or something. Well, that's, I mean, that's the debate that raised at the time, that they, they stole a lot of Gregorian. Okay. Allegedly. Um, sorry about that. I, maybe I could do this as a business, bespoke shout-outs. Do you think? Well, I think, I think they come in anyway. I think people will be creative on the requests they make for shout-outs. Yes, um, but if I do it midweek, I can... You know, people can pay like one fifty a go or something like that. Right, you're trying to turn this into a money. You think people actually are going to spend money to hear you make a noise? I've been trying for years to think of something that's going to make me my millions, and I, that is a throw forward to today's forty files, by the way. Oh, is I've it? I've come up with a marvelous invention that will revolutionise children's well, we've parties. Already discussed failed ideas for Dragon's Den. Someone who um, pitched <laughs> a steering wheel that you fill up in the kettle, and so it gets warm, and then yeah. you, you snap cold when you get in your car. Uh, what? T- to heat your hands? You take the steering wheel off, take it in the house, fill it up like a hot water bottle, yeah. and then you take it out with you and you got to work in the morning, so it's nice and warm. <laughs> it's dreadful. Awful um, idea. Lynn Perks in Rugby says, I was hoping that you could give a shout-out to my brother who's celebrating his 30th birthday on the 12th of February. For his birthday, I bought him tickets to see your live show at Coventry in May, and we are really looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> Did you do a sort of apologetic one in case my show's rubbish up there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> um, my girlfriend and I are avid listeners of the podcast here in Costa Rica. Wow! And I wanted you to know that I've been putting my best efforts into the task of getting you to numero uno. That's how they talk over there in Costa Rica. Um, I use your show when I teach English to the Costa Ricans, so please hey, say hi to all of us over here in Central America. So a sort of South American shout-out. So it was meant to have a salsa feel. Dink, dink, in my head I could hear the dink, 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 Just let down an entire nation. Costa, Costa Rica economy. But not the British, they're sticking with Why me. would he do that to us? You know, we like his work, but then he makes this noise. I'll, just could be like, I'll be like Richard Gere trying to go to India. It means nothing to nobody. And on the subject of our good deed of the week, Tim in Melbourne, would you be able to give a shout-out to the volunteer firefighters here in Melbourne for the great job they've been doing? Let's volunteer firefighters. Let's, oh, wow. Let's How do this. How brave do you have to be to quickly. not even get paid for um, Can you give me a shout out? Andrew Vigas rhymes with Tiggers in Birchington. Ah. He says that every time he says his name. <laughs> and uh, someone who says, um, My name is Thomas Bayford, and this is my first email to the show. I would like you to give a shout out to my grandma, Valerie Badham. Believe it or not, we both listen to you most weeks on our digital radio, and if she doesn't get to hear you, then she demands my iPod the following week to listen wow. to your podcast um plus her name has a couple of easy jokes as her name is valerie for valentine's day um unfortunately she got bullied at school because of it wow she's still clinging on to that one as well it's a nice thing to tell your grandson but she is a lovely person and would adore a shout out she thinks i've gone to the toilet but instead i'm emailing this uh, lovely um <laughs> no, we are. It's quite a subtle little uh, I'm going to the toilet You're going into the office Yes I know um, <laughs> uh, can, Modern grandmas I mean it's easy for us to think of grandmas As like, really old ladies But you can be a grandma at like 30 now yeah, just about. Yeah. Someone's been reading the sun this week, honestly, <laughs> son. Every week. Uh, hello, all the team. I was much surprised today when I joined the Matt Ford Appreciation Group and finally got the opportunity to put a face to the delectable voice <laughs> of Matthew Ford. 
I was expecting to see a James Corden-esque appearance, but what I was met with was a smart-looking young yep. man, yep. perhaps privately educated. Whoa, no way. Stay, stay all the way, mate. In <laughs> a city, not blue. With a parting, <laughs> and not that fat, really. I think because you have the benefit of radio, John, you may overdo his obesity a bit. He also looks a bit like a magician. What she's saying is, I'm fit. And it's from Ross in Brighton. So I what Ross is saying is yeah. uh, his girlfriend thinks I'm fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have a trail and then uh, perhaps you can tell your anecdote about uh, our special dinner. Yeah, in a new feature, 4D's Dinners. <laughs> <laughs> a quick feature. Yeah. There we go, 1989 by the Rakes, cracking music today. Um, so, Friday night. Yes. We went for a uh, dinner, didn't we? For a little meal. Where did we go? To Gordon Ramsay's restaurant mm. at Claridge's. And yeah. this is part of this new one-week, one-off feature, 40's Dinners. Right. Uh, me and John went for a meal, didn't we? We did, Very yeah. nice it was, too. Met for a little glass of Pinot Grigio, avant. Yes. Avant manger. Now, because the table was booked at half ten, yes. and I'd finished work at about half five... It's as if they didn't know who we were. Um, I booked it under the name 40. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. Gordon, uh, let's get this one cleared up. <laughs> Thought he's coming here tonight. Let's hope he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I had. Oh, let me give you some advice. If you're going to go and eat <laughs> posh food at a, you know, at, at, at a nice place, don't line your stomach with six pints of Fosters. That is advice that the nation needs to be told. Because that food is delicious and very rich. Oh, it's heavy stuff, wasn't it? And I had to be sick. <laughs> you didn't have to be sick. You were sick. I went, I just said... The most expensive <laughs> sick you will ever... The most expensive we went meal for, I've ever had in my life. Yeah, a very expensive meal, and you, um... Chucked it Vomited. Up. It tasted lovely, both times. <laughs> it, it was just, um, it was just a real shame, really. But it was delicious food, wasn't it? it oh, it's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. We I had some there. scallops, I had some beef wellington. I had the sorbet was unbelievable. Oh, so refreshing. Yeah, um... But um, we, you don't really know how to do. You never feel comfortable in places like that, do you? No. Never. And the the maitre d, he was really good. Yeah, wasn't sort of overbearing, but he keeps coming over and what do you want and blah blah blah. And if you had this before, and do you know what that is? And and I told him a couple of times I was allergic to fish and nuts because you got to be careful in these places, right? <laughs> and before he brought out the dessert, I asked one of the others, "Just check, there's any nuts in this?" And he came straight over and went, "Of course not, sir." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very oh. urgent. Of course not. I told the kitchen. I told them you were funny, and you're You think I want to kill Matt Ford? <laughs> I don't want that on my conscience. But the other thing as well is, you can't go to a place like that and eat like you would down at the Hogshead. No. <laughs> you have to... Use a knife and fork. <laughs> yeah, but you take your time and savour it, because yeah. it's very dense. I just went straight into it. Like, Wolfed it down. Well, there's not much here, I better get it down my <laughs> The moment it was in there, oh, just... Mm. Delicious, but... It was I, I interesting paid. watching you slowly just sort of come down. Deteriorate. It's, it's one of those special meals that you go for that usually people leave far more excited than they go in. But you were in the right chipper mood when we met off. Oh, it's going to be brilliant, Richardson. It's going to be great. Ramsey's a lunch, mate. <laughs> and then by the end of it, it's like... <laughs> I just want to go to bed out. Yeah, yeah. And they keep bringing it, don't they? <laughs> Stuff you haven't asked for, that, that desserts, and then a load of sweets and extra biscuits and coffee, and you start wanting them to leave. It becomes a salt after all. We just leave me alone. Just get lost, mate. All right, you start sweating because... I don't want it. I don't want it. I didn't order it. Stick it. We're out of here. <laughs> Lovely evening, though. I enjoyed Fucking myself and, and wasn't it. sick. I sort of... <laughs> 
I, I made the uh, decision that I was going to keep down the food that we'd paid a lot of money for. I made the decision I was going to keep down my weight. Um, we'll play uh, some stranglers, and then after this, I have an email for you uh, that um, you know. I want you to know that what you say, people listen to, and you have an effect on people. Oh, strange little girl by the stranglers. Uh, now you're a strange little girl, aren't you, Fordy? Um, people listen to you. This is a cracking, well-written email. So okay. we'll get this in before the news. Um, Dear John and Fordy, this week I took a leaf out of Fordy's book and confronted a guy at the bus stop for dropping his empty can on the floor. Excellent. Well done, mate. Something which, due to the violent nature of East London, I wouldn't usually do. After my rant, during which he only shrugged, he said nothing and walked off, although this meant, after my rant, he'd missed his bus. Good. It left me having achieved nothing. I didn't even pick up the can in the end, and I've now been angry about this all week. The only positive I can take from this is that I didn't get an opportunity to say my planned coup de gras of, oh, I'll drop a can in a minute, a can of whoopah, <laughs> um, as this would have sounded ridiculous out loud and I would have ended up being decked by a 17-year-old. Someone once told me that success comes in cans, not can'ts. I've come to find this isn't true. Love to your mothers, Will Noakes, 23. Will, you did the right thing and you can sleep easy now and at night. It's people like you that make this world a better place. There we Don't go. Don't give up. Endorsement there. After the news, we're going to catch up with our Al Pitcher and find out about his picture. So if you are near uh, a computer and you can get to our website, then go and check uh, Al Pitcher's shot ruined by someone walking into it. We'll chat to him after the Six Music News at 12.30. There we go. There's a bit of a classic. Uh, that's The Sun Rising by Beloved. And here, here comes it. I'm going to do a slick link. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Smell it in there, can't you? There's a man who's uh, seen the sun rising uh, all across Britain this week. Um, I'm joined now by Mr. Al Pitcher. Hey, how are you? I am, I am slick, mate, is what I am. Um, I was, uh, that's why there was a bit of delay there. I was actually shocked at how beautiful that link was. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who respond to my work like that. It happens a lot at gigs, it's just like a stunned silence when I walk poetry, out. Poetry, Jono, poetry. I've never called you Jono, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> I really apologise for that. I've, be I've become all kind of Kiwi and down under. Yeah, that's all right. Um, how are you? You've probably been busy all this week and not, not following sports and that, so um, what have you been up to? Um, I have just been running around. I've been uh, all. I went to Cheltenham, got stuck in the snow. Have you oh, ever yeah. been in the car and then it just starts sliding backwards? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It's an amazing um, feeling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, Mother Nature's gone. You're, you're not going home tonight, boy. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're you're going back, and all the hotels are full, so you're going to have to stay with one of the audience members and sleep on their couch. Is that what you did? Yeah. It was, Ledge. Oh, <laughs> it was. I haven't done that for years, you know, and yeah. um, I'm like six foot two and I, I couldn't feel the bottom of my feet at the end because the couch was too short and uh, at five o'clock in the morning, one of the housemates came in and just pointed at me and went, <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's wow. him. Take him away. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Did you was... just get up and whinge at them? Yeah, thanks for letting me stay last night. Um, uncomfortable, I was. Yeah, uncomfortable. yeah, well, you can't do that, can you? No. Do you know what I mean? If you kip over, someone's... But they basically saved my life. Did they you feed know? you? Uh, yeah, ham and cheese sandwiches. Which oh. Every time I do my tax, yeah. that is the, the recurring food that comes <laughs> up. How old, these How old are these people? How old are they, Al? Um, they were student-y. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of down yeah. with the kids like that, so, we, you know. Can we take this on a different angle, because I can <laughs> see the glint in Fordy's eye, <laughs> and it's not because he's uh, found the milk of human kindness. That's how I, uh, 
that's how naive I am with Matthew Ford. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's not taking it there, is he? But he is, isn't he? He is, he always is, yeah. yeah. No matter what you're talking about, he'll get it there sooner or later. We've had some uh, stonking pictures in. We had a, an amazing one. Last week we did edited signs, and one came in a bit late that's just gone up on the website now. Yeah. Where someone's taken a stop sign, and then uh, underneath it they've written hammer time. Oh. <laughs> so it's uh, stop, hammer time. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that is great. That's good work. That's up on the website. That's in Didcot somewhere. But this week's challenge was um, to find a picture ruined by someone walking across the shot. And yours is. I speculated when I saw it when I came in this morning that yeah. you saw that man from some distance away and you thought, that is the face I want on my photo. No, no, no. What, what it was was there was actually a sign that said, uh, we're here to help the community. Mm. And it was shut down. That was the joke. Oh, I nice. A riff, a riff off that. <laughs> you know? Uh, that can take me 20 minutes, that. Yeah, I'm having that, gold. And then this guy just appeared. <laughs> but when, when I, I, I must admit, when I did look down at the little digital screen, there was a bit of glee. Yeah. I was a bit happy. You've caught, you've caught some gold there. And then you looked up and he was gone. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I don't think he existed. Yeah, me. yeah. I, I think he did have red eyes. Maybe we should set that as your challenge for this week to get a picture of a ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. maybe we'll do something a little bit easier this week. Um, we talked about doing. Uh, What's the score then? There must be one all then. Have I beaten people? Oh, I can't see the uh, listeners. We'll we'll hand over live to Jenny. Seen all of the listener ones. Um, last week you lost, didn't you? So um, yeah, yeah, one nil down. This week we've. Uh, did the listeners come up with a better photo of someone just walking through a shop? Yeah, we've had um, one that's coming from a lady in Vancouver, which I will put up now. Oh, that's so you're you're giving that to the listeners as well. I'd say yes. Oh! oh yeah. 2-0 down. 2-0 down. Oh, You've man. been beaten by... Uh, I mean, to be fair, the whole world is... Uh, Vancouver in Canada. the world, isn't it? That's a lady who's... the most casual results service I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenny does the uh, polls as well on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. So goes, yeah, you've lost. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Ipswich. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, football's... Um, Whatever. Um, so we're giving that one to... The, it's nice to know that even in Vancouver, a woman last week just went, right off, i got to yeah. go out there, eh? got to go out there, eh, and beat this guy, eh? Um, <laughs> Mrs. Campbell. <laughs> that guy's you going down, base eh? base that accent on a person. <laughs> yeah. I base all my accents on people, because that's, that's what... I've never thought of it like that. Instead of actually thinking of the whole country, you just base it on just one particular person from that country. What a brilliant way of thinking. I'm not going to lie to you. If I do a New Zealand accent... I yeah. do you. You know, oh. if someone says, oh, there's someone from Zealand, I go, ah, oh, yeah? That's, that's you, isn't it? <laughs> well, ah, Richardson. Is, yeah, yeah, beauty. <laughs> Always um, down that uh, shop, buying a yeah. ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> Panini. <laughs> so um, this week, I think you yeah. should uh, take a picture, and the listeners too, um, and do go up and uh, have a look at the gallery. There's some incredible shots up there. This week's challenge, the worst pun on a shop title. Like hairdressers, fish and chip shops, good ones to look Codfather. out for. Codfather yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. The worst okay. ones. Uh, that should be doable. So you're, you're out and about working all this week? Um, I'm doing Brentford tonight, which is doing well, and then um, back to Sweden for three days. Oh, lovely stuff. Lovely photographs st of myself. Just and then be aware that Swedish puns won't work. Don't like take well, a picture. Oh, this is know, the Erdengurden. But um, yeah, if you speak... Yeah, Erdengurden Garden <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What, what, what accent have you based that on, John? Um, Barry the Swede. Sven, <laughs> Sven you're an Ericsson. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then I'm in, I'm in like Scotland and places like that. Oh, okay. so it's gonna be so, in Carlisle. It's gonna be awesome. 
you'll get some good stuff. It's um, always a pleasure speaking to you. It Enjoy is, the rest of your week, and yeah. uh, we'll speak to you again next week. Take care, mate. Take care, Al. Bye-bye. Let's split. We're going to play uh, a session track now. This is uh, At the Other End of the Telescope by Amy Mann. It was recorded on the 18th of August, 1993. And on the other side of this will be Matt Ford's 40 Files. Yeah. A particularly helpful 40 Files today. Uh, now, everyone knows that the pasty is one of the world's finest foods. As well as the traditional fillings we've come to know and love, pasty companies have branched out to include veggie and curried options. In short, there's really no need for any other type of food. Now, as we all know, it was invented in Cornwall. Wrong. <laughs> Evidence found by archivists suggests they may have actually originated in Devon, Devon. In a phenomenal set of claim and counterclaim, the history of the pasty is now up for grabs on the south coast, with scientists and experts ganging up on both sides. In the last few years, the supposed date of origin of the pasty has gone from 1746, 1509, and historian Les Merton trumping them all, claiming there is evidence of pasty eating dating back to 8000 BC. (laughs) (laughs) Caves at the Lizard in Cornwall, he says, that show line drawings of men hunting a stag and women eating pasties. (laughs) What an ideal Did you draw them? Did you Uh, get down there with some (laughs) biros? Yeah, me and Greg. At the time, the outer layer was leaves, not pasty, but Mr. Merton says that the leaves were crimped, meaning positive evidence of (laughs) pasties in Cornwall from primitive times. Is that why you put a leaf shape in uh, pastry on top of a pasty, then? Yes, that's why. Maybe they put a pastry shape in leaf on top of theirs. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, it would have been a lot healthier with leaves, but it doesn't matter. It's not meant to be healthy. Just to put this in context, if you believe in Jesus, that happened about 2,000 years ago. Based on this evidence... (laughs) Pastors have been around for 10,000 years. Right. And I know which one I worship, and not just every Sunday either. Now, <laughs> as I said before, the pasty is modernised to encompass new taste, so I invented a new way to bring it to the youth of today. You might get distracted by noodles and salads. You're bringing pasties to the youth of today. Absolutely. <laughs> Unbelievable. Kids need good, wholesome, nourishing food, right? As well as the salads and stuff. It's a game and a meal in one to play at children's parties called Pasty Parcel. <laughs> It's a huge pasty with different baked-on layers and fillings. The hungry children pass the pasty round, eat a layer off at a time, and discover a new treat. And I've done a side-on view there. <laughs> well, we can put this on the website. It's actually drawn in quite good detail. Is that bit that you said to me, where I've designed something, we've got to put it on the website. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. That's what I'm looking at there, is it? See, I've drawn a, I've done a, 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 a cross-section of the, of the pasty. You'll see the different layers, traditional cheese and onion, bolty, veg, lamb and mint, but they're variable. You just bake a different layer so on the So you put time. the vegetable layer in between a lamb and mint and chicken bolty layer. Yeah, you just, you just mix it up a bit. It's and then, really, if there's a vegetarian playing the game, they've got to time it right. Well, they can come in at round three, four, whatever. I mean, okay. vegetarians at kids' parties a flipping nightmare anyway because sausage rolls and all that anyway each layer then has you know there's a pencil sharpener in there a little tennis ball um, <laughs> a mobile phone a toy car and then in the middle the big treat of course is a good wholesome pasty right so i mean i'm copywriting that as you've put a pencil sharpener inside a piece of pasty and you're going to give it to children to eat well it was just something small like a drawing the gap <laughs> that's what it was i mean they're all i've drawn a mobile phone a car a pencil sharpener and a pencil Okay, good. So that's where we're ending. Pasty it. parcel. Pasty parcel. That's the new game for kids. Indeed. Okie dokie. And it's everything. It's basically the whole kids' party in one. You've got the food and the games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, just give them booze now, and then they're only like eight. Just this is what you'll be drinking when you're twenty. You might as well get on board now. Get it all finished in one go. And by then, they won't be lightweight, so they'll all go out drinking at eighteen, and they'll be able to keep up with everyone. They won't be puking in the street. You know, they'll have got that out of their system for the last yeah ten years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, it's a new angle on the forty files. I like it, Tim Vine. What do you think? We'll put the laughs on later. Okay, good. One, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. I enjoyed that, and um, I think there'll be a lot of people having pasties for tea today. I uh, think. Well, I probably will. It's one of those words that if you say it 50 times you become one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like candy man you can go and get a really expensive you. nice pasty chow it down and then throw it back up again here we go that's revelry by the kings of leon it's time for us to hand over to the music week and go off for another week yeah. you've got a little joke to make i can see it in your eyes no 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 i'm just saying it's gonna be a nice week that's all. <laughs> okay looking forward to it um thank you matt ford cheers man um, for another week thank you adam and jenny in the studio thank you josie long uh, thank you for all your messages um don't forget to send in your pictures of shop titles that are puns to uh, challenge picture for next week next week my guest will be uh, charlie baker who is uh, a newer comedian i think some people might not have heard of him but uh, he's wonderful company i'm very excited for you to meet him so join me that uh, next sunday morning morning at 10 o'clock have a smashing week whatever you do take care of yourselves and we will leave you with the prodigy bye bye bbc six music